0: English vocabulary Um, so the word was basically you what I saw was an image of all these white doves just basically circling over us as a congregation and the word I felt was reconciliation Um, and I was just I actually had to go google in Afrikaans what it means and it, it basically means that sin separates us from God and what is needed is reconciliation which is Jesus and I really felt this morning that somebody was here and you You're in a place where you actually think, I'm okay with God, I'm just going with emotions, but I really felt like this morning, like actually God is saying, there is a gap between us, um, and that gap will destroy you. Um, And it was just a call to actually, if you're here today and you've realized there's a gap, just to respond, and God wants to actually remove that gap and reconcile you to Him. Yo, I would have missed that. Cause I didn't have a clue what you were talking about in Afrikaans I don't I love Afrikaans because it's my national oh no it's not really I do I love Afrikaans but I would have missed out if you didn't come and share that word I really would have and it's so cool because it's going to be it's part of my message today and so I would hate to have missed it can you hear me Is it okay if I go in front of them, Vaughan? For those of you who are here for the first time today, that should be all of us, we haven't been here twice today, but anyway, um, uh, my name's Roland, this is my wife Patricia, Patsy as Andre likes to call her, oh my beautiful wife, my stunning, amazing, I've got better words, I'd I'd use awesome, but that's only for God. And for those who were here last week and didn't get the chance to meet me. Hi guys, good to meet you. Um, Don't rush off afterwards. So on the back of what I spoke about the last time I was here about, well, I didn't speak totally about it, but I I touched on the thing of um, we have a corrupted view of our father. Our understanding of who a father is is often been messed up by the sound. Where is he? <laughs> you close enough for me to hoist some water on? Okay, let me go this way. Is it better if I go backwards? And so <clears throat> this week, I, I felt God just uh, prompting my heart on what is a good father. What is a good father? So all the moms and wives, have you got your pens and pencils out? Children, have you got your pens and pencils out? The twins shouldn't have missed this. It would have been ammunition for their dad. So what is a good father? I I really believe God wants us to know what a good father is. And I just, that that word that... uh, Andre brought. is so important because God doesn't want space between us and Him. He wants us right in here, yeah, part of what He's doing, part of what He's saying. And uh, so we want to look at some of those things today. And I, I've just written them down, and I'm going to jump around and make life hard for Connie. But, uh, but she's, she, she is an amazing AV operator, so it's fine. She even gets the birthdays right. We missed our happy anniversary, babes. On a, no, the week before, yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Listen, guys. It's the rain. We all, oh, it's so cold and it's so rainy. I remember a few years ago, it was like, rain, please rain, please rain, and do you know what happened? Um, what's that old guy's name? Angus Buckham came down here, and in spite of what you think of him or what his ideas are, he came down here, I think he went to Mitchell, Mitchell's plane, and he went out there and prayed, and I tell you, it wasn't long after that, and the rain started, and the rain came, and the rain came, and those dams were filled up. That's a good father. It's our father. He does want us sometimes to reach out to him, but not going to just give you what you don't ask for. I don't know about you, but as my boys were growing up, they were more likely to get what they wanted for their birthday if they told me and they asked me. I don't mean repeat, 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 say, hey, Dad, I'd like this. These days they send you a WhatsApp, I want this there, I want this there, copy, paste, want this, want this. So a good father, all these things I'm going to look at, a good father, all these things are going on in his heart for you all of the time. It was a really challenging week for me because first of all, I thought to myself, hey, did I live these things out for my boys? I've got three sons. Did I live these things out for them? And I came back with the answer, yes, you did. You're amazing. No, I didn't. There there were times when I failed them hopelessly. But there were times that I did well for them. Having boys made it easier for me because we had the same passions like sports and Uh, just the the same types of things we'd watch the same things on TV although there was no TV in those days I think it was SABC 1, 2 and 3 and maybe ETV that's how old they are Um, people laugh at me when I say that I say you know what I was in standard 8 before TV even started I remember the very first thing on TV they had the Cape to Rio yacht race the very first live event that they had. Can you hear me at the back, guys? There's three of them, so you should get it right. There's one of me and there's three of them. Never mind, I'm better than them. But. Uh, so the, the first scripture I want to start off with, many people know the scripture, and I want you to take a hold of it, not because, oh, this is a promise to me. No, this is a promise of the Father to His children. It's not just your promise. Maybe it is, but uh, if you look at it in context, you can't really say, oh, this is my promise because this was to Israel, but at the same time, it's a Father's heart to His children. And so I want to look at it like that today. It's Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Guys, this is the father where the past, present, and future is all wrapped up. And he's saying, I've, I've got a good plan for your life. And you know what? We miss it so often. We get so worried about the, the, the future when the past, God has taken care of us. In the presence, He's taking care of us. And into the future, He has a plan that we will succeed. I hope your children don't think, hey, Dad's got no plan for me. We need to have a plan for our children. As our boys were, were uh, born, We prayed and the the names that God gave us for them was wrapped up in some of the plan for their lives. And so uh, I'm trusting that you will understand that your Father in heaven has an incredible plan for you. And what we need to do is to tap into that plan. Because once we tap into God's plan, we suddenly get this revelation of wow, I serve a good God. I know what's coming. I know what He's planned for me. Yes, things may happen that you don't you didn't know were gonna happen, but you know what? God's even got that in hand. Last night. Try not to cry. As I was going to sleep, I said to to Patty, Babes, I need you to pray for me. And she said, wow. I just had all these pictures coming back from my dad when I was young. My dad didn't serve the Lord, but he was a good dad. gave good hardings (laughs) kept me going in the direction I was supposed to but my dad was an incredible dad and it wasn't that I was I was crying because I just felt that I was robbed because my dad died in a car accident when he was 56 and that was in 1982 the year before we got married 81. And I was just like, wow. And he was a good dad. I don't know how well he planned for my life. Because we had seven children in my family. So I don't know how good the, th- the planning was. But you do remember there was no TV. I just said that already. But my dad, he was so protective over his family he had lots of wrong things but he loved us and so I was just having a small trial last night but as Patty prayed I said Lord just remind me of who my dad was I don't need the emotions that go with it I just want to remember him for who he was he was a good dad and so I, I went to bed sleeping. I uh, am sleeping. You, know, you, you normally go to bed sleeping. But, and I had to get up so early this morning and put the coffee on before the power went off. We don't need to fear. We don't need to question. We don't need me to be fearful about our future. I've often said to people, you know what, I, I can't die before God plans for me to die. Even my dad dying in a car accident, that, that was in God's economy, His plan. I believe that. I don't believe someone can walk in the back door there and shoot me dead now, because there's a lot of you before me. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I, and, and we've got to start to believe, God, you have got my life in your hands and nothing will happen that will tear me out of your hand. You see, he's, he's timeless. He's eternal. He was there when the world was made, and he'll be there when it's unmade. And he knows everything in between as well. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ, Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. We have been prepared for good works. You and I, we've been prepared. And when we surrender our lives and we allow that that gap to be taken out of what's between us and God, the works that God has prepared for us They will happen. A good father prospers his children. My dad, whatever he could give to me, financially, he gave it to me. I was in the fortunate place of being his favorite out of seven. So when I played football, I got brand new boots, brand new socks. Brand when I played cricket, I got a brand new cricket bat. The other because they all got what I was finished with. But that's how our father is to us, all of us. He prospers us. I like what Lindy said this morning. Imagine if you woke up in a gutter this morning, or you woke up in a little tin shack. I'm telling you, you'd be freezing. But even a tin shack is better than nothing. We have such a good father and he wants to prosper us. You you look at uh, Genesis 39 and verse 21 speaking about Joseph. It says, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. God wants us to succeed no matter where we find ourselves. He enables us to live secure lives. And if we just live in a place of intimacy with His presence, and again, going back to what Andre said, if we live close to the Father, we will prosper. And I'm not talking prosperity thing here. I'm not talking that, I'm talking about living a life that, that we live with our children and our wife or our husband and, and we've got a fantastic family, an extended family and we've got a good church like this one that we go to no one laughed, they all believe that oh it wasn't funny a good father provides for his children Remember the last time I preached, I spoke about the fact that our our view of our Father, our understanding of our Father has been messed up because of the Father that we we had here on earth. Not everyone's got that, but there are those. And maybe maybe your your view of, of our Father in heaven has been messed up because you went to a church and they, they maybe they hurt you there or other Christians or whatever the case may be and, and now you've got this understanding of hey my, my father is not a good father he is a good father he'll meet your needs spiritual, physical, emotional, financial I could just go into lots of detail of how God has done that in our lives I've been saved 39 years now. So you've been 40. And God has just done so much for us. So much for us. When I look back, I just can't believe what He's done for us. The things that He's he's, uh, allowed to happen. Because we've had difficult times. But then there's been such good times as well. Such good times. I just... uh, in, In Deuteronomy it says... Yet the Lord says, during the 40 years that I led you through the wilderness, your clothes did not wear out, nor did the sandals on your feet. Guys, if you walk around a desert for 40 years, let me tell you, your shoes are going to wear out, and you can't go pep stores and buy a spare pair, no, you just got what's on your feet, and they don't wear out. For me, that's amazing. One of the things I really enjoy in life is having nice shoes. So when you bless me with nice shoes, you need to know that I'm really blessed. eh? (laughs) No, but really, I like comfortable shoes, and I like a certain look to my shoes. And so, uh, but comfort is the most important thing. And so I'm quite limited at the moment, because I've, I've only got like one or two shoes that are not running type shoes that are full of little holes, and your feet end up freezing all the time. So if anyone wants to buy me <laughs> size 10 and a half, oh sorry, I've, I've got this little saying that I've always said in our life because we've, we went from Natal to Mapumalanga, we started a church, we went up to Gauteng, we took over a church, handed that church over, came down to Cape Town and now part of Josh Jen. So we've traveled, and I've always said to Patty, where God guards, He provides. When He guards you somewhere, He'll provide for you. And it's not faith with hints. It's just faith. Not like I wear size 10 and I... No, that's faith with hints. Faith is, hey, Lord, I'm trusting you to do something A good father prepares... For his children John 14 and verse two it says, "My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. Isn't it amazing? Jesus died so that he can go and get a place ready for you and me. And it's the Father that put Jesus up to this. So we've got an incredible Father. This morning I'm, I'm really hoping that if you've got a bad view of our father in heaven as a father or your own direct father or some father figure in your life I'm trusting that this morning the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to break that he's going to crack that open like a nut that gets cracked open and the 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 good part of the nut is there I really am trusting that this morning just say Lord help me I've started doing this thing I, I want you to try and do this for the next week okay When you get up in the morning, I want you to go get your cup of coffee and go wherever you have your quiet time. Or if it's in the evening, it doesn't mean the morning's better than the evening. Whenever you've got your time with the Lord, and I want you to sit there. And I say, Lord, I want you to talk to me now. And I don't want you to pray anything else. I just want you to wait. I've heard recently my, my son, Dan, who's also in ministry. He started doing this with his comm. He's, he's got a com of 40 people. <laughs> he attracts people like a magnet. But he's told, he said, I'm not going to teach you anything at comm. I want you to come. And I want you to feedback what you've heard during the week. And so they testify out of, hey, this is what God said to me. Hey, this is what God said to me. Hey. And he says, you can't believe the things coming out of people. God, the one guy said, I've never heard God before. I don't want you to read your Bible, so you, I'll, I'll let you off this week. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have to do anything of that. You haven't got comms, so you've got a week to build up some testimonies. And sit there and just say, Lord, Help those that love Red Bull <laughs> that 's red bull, red pony i don 't know whose that is, by the way don 't forget it beyond be but but you know what it says in one Corinthians two nine however, as it is written what no eye has seen and what no ear has heard and what no human mind was conceived, the things God has pref- prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. Lord, what, what have you got for me? You know, maybe something drops into. Hey, you, you said this to somebody and you really hurt them. Okay, Lord, I'll fix it. Hey, your wife is amazing, when did you last tell her? Your husband's amazing guy, all the guys, Mexican way. Guys, wives, your guys are amazing. When we first got married, we had a, I'll, I'll jump there next. We had a passionate relationship. There was lots of love, but there was lots of screaming and shouting too. And so we would, oh, I can't even remember the things that we did. I can't tell these people anyway. They might backslide and <laughs> run it. But um, they, uh, we, we loved each other, but yo, we fought with each other like crazy. Let me go to Passion. A good father is a passionate father about his children. God will fight for you. He will fight for you. And we, we all know the scripture in, in, in Exodus 34 and verse 6 and 7 it says, and he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and, faith, and faithfulness. I, I could use all of those as points for fathers, but I don't know if you noticed, I'm trying to use P's. Have you noticed? Hey? A father plans, a father prospers, a father provides, a father prepares, a father protects his children. Psalm 91. A father protects. And then in Isaiah 43 and verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And you just think about our favorite story about my shack, your shack in a bungalow. (laughs) Hey? Meshach. Shadrach and a bendigo. My shack, your shack, and a bungalow. Those guys got into the fire, or they got thrown into the fire. The fire was so hot that the guys around them that were throwing them in died. Then they get in the fire, and they're walking around, and the, and, and the guys say to the king, hey, but it looks like there's four guys walking around there. We only threw three in. So the obvious thing is Jesus is with them, but then they get taken out, and as they get taken out, it's amazing, because have, have you been to a bra, and the guy that makes the fire, what does he smell like afterwards? He smells like fire, smoke, depending on how their chimney works and if they bought their fireplace from Vaughn or not. And, and these guys come out and they say... Hey, you guys don't even smell like you've been in the fire. What's going on here? What makes you so different? (laughs) Who was walking in the fire with us? Our God is passionate about us, He protects us. Daniel in the lion's den. The word Daniel, my middle son's name, who's in ministry, the word Daniel means God is my judge. That's what the word means and I think some of you know what my son has been through and God judged him because he stepped outside of what God wanted for him. Sometimes we all airy fairy, but let me tell you if you step outside of what uh, God has got for you, you're going to find yourself in trouble. But fortunately the next one, a good father pardons his children. Luke 15 and verse 11 to 32, we all know the story of the prodigal son. The guy takes his inheritance and he ends up in the pigsty eating the same food that the pigs are eating. And he thinks, no, no, I'm going home to be with my father because it's better to serve him and be a servant than to be living in the pigsty eating the pig's food. God is full of mercy. Full of grace. If I get this thing wrong, you help me, Andrea. Mercy is what you didn't receive. When, God, when we talk about God being merciful, it's about what you didn't get that you should have got. So he's talking about objects of wrath. Grace is when we get what we shouldn't have got. Jesus dying for us on the cross. So our God is is full of grace and full of mercy. A good father places us in family. If you're married and you have a wonderful wife or a husband, that's family. If you don't have immediate family, you end up with extended family as you become a part of the church. If, If you're a part of this congregation, you don't feel like you're in a family, you need to come and talk to us. Because we want to knit you in. We want you to be part of this family. Church is about family. It's one of our high priorities in Josh Jane. It's family that we, we look after one another. We care for one another. I love this one. In Zephaniah 3.17, it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by His love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. You know what? God just loves being with us, man. He wants to play with us. I, when my kids were growing up, we'd get the cricket ball out and we'd be playing cricket and the ball was flying into the neighbor's yard most of the time. Then we'd play soccer and, hey, we would just have fun. I being love being with my boys. I would love being with my boys. Uh, this picture I have of my dad, they had a double bed, they didn't even have a queen bed. And so the two older kids were sort of out the house already, and so there were five of us. There was four boys and a girl, in that five. And on a Sunday morning, we didn't go to church, as I told you. On a Sunday morning, we'd all come creeping onto the bed, and the, the, the five children and the two uh, Two parents would be there, and we'd fight and run. Around. Eventually, my mom would, "Get out of now!" My dad, he wanted to play. Eh? I remember I used to laugh so much when I think back now, because in those days they used to wear those underpants that were those jockey ones with the like little white holes. When I think back to that, I laugh. Eh? <laughs> my old man in those underpants. But we, he used to love to play with us, and I loved to play with. I love to, now, we've got the wet blanket in my family. If me and my boys get on the bed, and they were getting older, so the, the wrestling was a lot more uh, physical. Yeah. Sound like a song. I am physical. But anyway, let's get physical. No, 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 no. But we would start fighting, eh? And there were people, f- so, so if Seth was 14, then Daniel would be 12 and Joel would be 10. And we only had a, a double bed as well, I think. And we were throwing and, c- and then, <laughs> and she would come in with this big wooden spoon. Not the tiny ones they use, these. it was like a putu spoon. You just start, to, hey, make sure you don't hit me. <laughs> she said, just hit wherever she wanted to. <laughs> but you know what? I want to tell you this morning that God loves being with you, man. You see that devotional time? It's just spending some time with God. How do we get to know one another if we don't just spend time together? How do we get to know our Father if we don't spend time together? I've got to tell you this story about my sons and then we'll call it finished. When my boys were, uh, Joel was 15, so Daniel would have been 17, and Seth would have been 19. And uh, we were leading the church in Benoni. So Joel's job on a Tuesday night when we had prayer was to look after all the small children. Well, that's what he thought he was doing. And and, And so this one young guy comes to see me, and he says to me, when, how far are we allowed to go with our girlfriend? So I said, Julian, when you indicate that you're going to marry someone, then we can work out a timeline. You can't, I can't give you a, it's one year, two years, you know, we need to work out a timeline. So he says, okay, he says, I, I've been going out for about, Eighteen months now, and we only hold hands. I said, "And what does that mean?" He says, "No, in, in eighteen months' time, because he is out of school now, in eighteen months' time we'd like to get married." So I said, "That's that's not bad. That's not bad." But my oldest son's standing behind him. He's going, "What?" So anyway, the young guy leaves, and my oldest son he comes. They dead. I said, what? He said, hey, Dad. He's like, he's, he, hey, Dad. Joel, my younger son, has been kissing her during the prayer meeting on a Tuesday. Yeah, I wants to marry her. My son's kissing her. 16 years old. Goodness me. Hey, Joel was a dark horse. I tell you, I thought he was... Okay, I'm just going to, I'll just give you these. A good father is patient. A good father is persevering. A good father makes us productive and persuasive. I went through that quickly. So maybe what I'll do is, I can email this to you if you want. But this morning, I hope that if there is things inside of you that are not good about your father in heaven, your father Yeah. first of all I want you to leave here and maybe go home and just say to your dad, hey dad you're a good father you're a good dad if you can't do that then there's something that needs to be dwelt, dealt with then there needs to be something, as, hey lord I, I just uh, there's something that's in my relationship that's not there and you know what, let's not let's not blame the fathers if we've got fathers let's take responsibility on our side, because maybe you, you've got a dad that's not serving God and so he doesn't, he doesn't have the, the handles to, to be able to be a good father but from our side we are going to be good children dad we're going to be good There are some of you that don't have dads anymore. I don't have a dad anymore. But our Father in heaven is now our Father. And let's make sure that we come to the place where where we are like, hey, Lord, I just love you so much. Because this stuff is what He does for us. But He can't do what you have to do, you have to repent of sin. You have to make the things right that you need to make right because God's got the things He does and then we've got the things that we do. And so this morning, I want to pray along those lines. I wonder if we should all just stand together quickly. Lord, I thank you for fathers, Lord. I thank you for those that have done the best that they can do. And Lord, those that are struggling, we pray that you would help them to do better, Lord. That they won't do it in their own strength. And so, Lord, we pray for them today. We pray for fathers. We pray, Lord, that you would come, you would enable them, you would make it easier for them to be able to be those fathers that you can use in your hands. And Father, from our side this morning, where we have not done anything that's helpful in this relationship, I pray, Lord, that you would, you would help us. But first and foremost, Father, we just we come to you this morning. Your word says, Our Father, Our Father, my Father, your Father, our Father. It's very personal. But this morning, if if you find yourself in a place where you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you're going to struggle to call God Father. Normally, you end up saying, Oh, the man upstairs or the whatever it is, but it's not my Father. If you found yourself in that place this morning, you once once did serve Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you've you've taken a wrong turn somewhere and you want to bring your life back into line, or this morning you've never had a relationship with Jesus, and you're saying, hey, this is what I want. I want you in my life, Jesus. If there's anyone like that this morning, I wonder if you could just stick your hand up. We're, I'd love to pray with you guys. Is anyone like that? Anyone like that? That's cool. Come forward, Albert. Is anyone else? Can help can help you, Andre. anyone else guys it's wonderful that that one guy has taken a step of courage you know what it's hard for men it's hard for fathers to step forward and so Lord I thank you for Albert Lord Lord and this morning uh, as well while they carry on there Lord if there's any of us that feel like hey we've we haven't, we haven't been good children. You've been a good father, but we haven't been good children. We haven't hung out with you. We haven't spent time with you. Well, we have, but we don't feel it enough, Lord. And so, Father, I'll ask this morning: Is there anyone like that? You can just stay where you are. Just stick your hand up, and we'll pray with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That must be Peter's son. Mm-hmm. I think there's a girl next to him with her hand up as well. Mm-hmm. Sitting next to Peter. Peter too. Old man. Anyone else? Father, I thank you for those that are courageous enough to put their hands Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for an amazing bunch of people, Lord. I just thank you for the opportunity to have spoken to these people this morning. I pray that you take this word and you burn it into their hearts, Lord that we would be a people that love our Father in heaven and love our Father on earth. And there are even those that are not our family, our direct family fathers, but we see them as fathers. Lord, we love those people too, Lord. We love them. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for being an amazing God. And so, Father, I pray that as we go out into the week, you would speak to us, you would urge us You would uh, move us in the right directions as we, we walk in faith with you. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Guys, there is tea and coffee over there. Please don't rush off.